Hello there. Thank you again for tuning in to the Becoming Podcast. I am Jeffrey Ramos, your host. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode where we talk about what life is like after school and the new struggles and new climbs that we make as this generation. And so today I'm very happy to welcome Tay Nam right here. Thank you so much for coming, Tay, to our podcast to tell us a little bit about his story. Thank you, Jeffrey, for having me. Awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Hello there. <laughs> Hello, camera. <laughs> Um, so what I want to talk to you about today is um, just a quick just overview on who Tay is as a person. Tay was, uh, wh- well, why should I speak for you when you should speak? Besides, um, I, I will only preface with the fact that Tay is a computer programmer. He is currently a car dweller, which means he lives and operates out of a vehicle that is a car. Don't know why it's set in that way. <laughs> but And he also in, is involved in a variety of projects which help supplement his income. So um, I guess why don't you give us a general view of who you are, Tay? Yeah. I mean, basically, like Jeffrey said, I am, you know, a computer science major from UCR. I had like a really really high gpa i think it was like 3.98 and then i dropped out my third year to pursue you know like what i wanted to pursue which is you know like business passive income entrepreneurship and yeah that's basically it and we're here now and i am you know a van dweller car car programmer programmer <laughs> sorry <laughs> um and entrepreneur yeah it's basically it. awesome cool so well, we have a lot to unpack just there. Yeah. Um, so how was life like for you in college? You went to UC Riverside, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was college like for you, I guess? Mm, I guess, uh, I mean, it was pretty chill for the most part. I I guess, like, before my life took, like, a different direction, directional change, like, my main goal was actually to become, like, the best computer scientist in the world. I, I always wanted, like, be the number one, so... So that was like my goal. So basically I, you know, focused on all my classes and, you know, trying to educate myself on computer science as much as I can. Yeah. And and, and also, I mean, I hung out with you. I encountered yeah. you as a, you know, like a residential advisor. We were like coworkers. So yeah, basically it was like really, really fun. Yeah. Nice, nice. And so like making that big decision to leave college must have been, you've had a thought about that a lot. Tell us a little bit about your thought process. Yeah. I think that uh, basically I saw that, you know, a lot of people, you know, I got to know a lot of people on my, you know, computer programming, you know, field. And I saw kind of the work conditions as well as, you know, yeah, just basically like how their lives are, were, were going not well, I guess. And, <laughs> and I realized that like that's not where I wanted my life to like go. And at the same time, like I encountered all of this other stuff like, oh, like, you can actually start businesses and you can actually, uh, you know, create like passive income, you know, as a business that you own. So I guess like because of that, I realized that like I want I wanted to go for it. And the reason oh, so many people, so many people in my life have, <laughs> have told me like, but you're on your third year. Like you need to like, you know, mm-hmm. at least finish up your year and like get your degree first. Right. And I guess like the rationale behind like dropping out of college to go for that is like I I believe in like the now like i believe that there's only like now so then Mm -hmm. if i wanted to get a goal then i i guess i'm just like the type of person who like like if i don't do it now like i won't and and that's kind of like where i'm at because it's like if you think about it it's like it's like where are we now we are in the present and then where are we now we are still in the present it's like you can't 
push things off into the future. You have to do it in the present because that's the only where, place it's going to get done. So I guess like I'm, I'm a very like maybe like an impatient person, <laughs> but, but that's that was my rationale. No, I think what you're saying is right. I mean, this podcast is all about we're in this current state, you know, right now. A lot of us have college debt. A lot of us are trying to figure out how to live independently. A lot of us are figuring out, you know, healthcare, um, education, living expenses are all incredibly higher than where they were in the past 30 years. Um, so we're doing our best to become, you know, who we want to be while overcoming all those obstacles. So I think you're right. You know, it's all about what we can do now in this present. Um, one of my professors told me that, um, you know, you just keep working at it. Like you cover all your failures with that one success. She applied to like <laughs> over 300 like university positions and all of them, all of them denied her except mm-hmm. for one place. Yeah. Which was our, at our school, UC Riverside. And she said, you cover up all your failures <laughs> with your one success. But there that's really go. life. Everybody covers up their failures with that one success. So living in the world. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what I want. So what were your first goals, I guess, leaving college? Um, your first immediate goals that you wanted to get done? I guess, like, my first immediate goal was definitely um, first getting my handle, like, getting my ground, like, settled by, like, moving into my, like, mother's place. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, like immediately, like finding a part time job so that I can support myself. So basically, I guess like the overarching goal, right, is like financial freedom. I think a lot of people want that, you know, like having enough passive income to not have to spend your time doing things you don't want to. And basically, like, well, th- this is a little bit personal, but so like my father, maybe it's in my genes or something, but had like, the same thing where he wants like freedom he wants to be financially free you know and all that but then the thing is like he he kind of uh like leached off of my mother in a sense because he didn't want to actually make the money to support himself he wanted to just pursue his passions whether it be he wanted to like write scripts he wanted to write his poems he wanted to like perfect his craft but at the same time like he didn't want to make the you know income and make the things to actually support himself first and because of that like my mother was like really heavily burdened and so then like that takeaway was ma- mainly like as i was growing up is that it's like it's okay to be like selfish it's okay to like go for the things that you want but at the same time make sure that you're not like depending on other people and burdening other people in the process so then like and like that goes back to your question of like what is your immediate goal which was that like I wanted to make enough money and like as a part-time or a full-time job that like I don't need to depend on my family to, you know, actually like pursue my goals. Like I don't need to depend on them to give me money every month, you know? So gotcha. like just being independent first and then pursuing what I want. Gotcha. Yeah. So what does that look like tangibly, I guess? Um, you have this main goal that you're setting out to to venture into. So what were like the tangible like oh, first yeah. milestones, I guess, you wanted? Okay. So... The first thing was definitely uh, I knew that I didn't want to, like, pay for rent. And that led into, like, buying a car and finding a way to sleep in it, like, turning it into a sleep capsule. I I don't want to. I mean, what you said in itself is a really hard decision, at least for me (laughs) as an average person. I love my bed. Hmm. And so you just you have you always do you live comfortably like you think you can sleep anywhere like was that difficult for you to make that well i think 
I guess like I'm I'm very much like a person who believes like people can adapt to any situation if they're like in it long enough and I guess for me it's like even though I knew that I was going to be uncomfortable because I mean like like we were both like you know like RAs like residential advisors and like we get like free housing and mm-hmm. we get like really nice beds so then like going from that to like sleeping in a car like going from a free bed it's like it's definitely not a good like transition mm-hmm. but like at the same time like I knew that like it's like this is something that I could do and I could get used to it so I guess like that was my like thinking cool smart so go ahead keep going yeah yeah so that that was like the I guess the first tangible step is that like I wanted to like get a car and then live in it and then so the first thing I fell in love with is like the Toyota Prius <laughs> so <laughs> because it had the 40 miles per gallon or no it, it had the 50 miles per gallon and then if you're driving like less efficiently then it's like 40 miles per gallon and that's like pretty awesome and I guess like also it's a hatchback so then that means that the trunk and the front is actually like like they're, they're, there's no divider so then I was like oh, okay so then like and then you can put a bed if you remove the back seats and then you can sleep in it so then that was like my first step was like getting a Prius and then setting it up with the bed and all that stuff yeah yeah but that was pretty much it yeah gotcha gotcha okay well um so you talked about a little about um you know saving costs and about you know you didn't want to pay rent um obviously and you talked about financial freedom about supplementing your income Mm -hmm. so what were you going to do to supplicate your income if you live in a car yeah well i guess like i knew that you know if i wanted to make a business that can eventually you know work for me and like give me money like passively then i knew that i needed like to actually i wasn't going to do that like in like a month like it was going to take time so then like then the next step was to like get a part-time job so then like yeah so um basically like you know that led me to actually going to silicon valley because i knew that i was going to you know sleep in a car like i've tried it and then it was good and then i was like okay if i'm location free i can be anywhere i want to be then it's like I should be where the baseline, like pay, is the highest. So, then, <laughs> so yeah, then Silicon Valley. I yeah. hear there's some rich people there. Yeah, and <laughs> and basically it was like it's so funny because like some people are like, wow, like okay, you're like computer scientist and you go to Silicon Valley, like it makes sense, it makes sense. But like the reason I landed in Silicon Valley is actually because like I literally just did a Google search <laughs> and I was like, what is the highest minimum wage in California? And then it was like. It was like Mountain View and like uh, Sunnyvale, and I was like, "What's Mountain View? What's Sunnyvale?" And then I just went up there, and then like that just happened to be the Silicon Valley area. Twenty twenty, there you go. Most yeah. most highest minimum wage people. There all you, go. all you post grads listening in. There you go. Don't don't move to Mountain View. <laughs> Lower the minimum wage. Okay. okay. Well, cool. That's interesting. Um. Okay, so you you moved to Silicon Valley. You are getting a part-time job, and then you're a computer programmer. Mm-hmm. Um, you continue doing you continue doing stuff in that, correct? Yeah. Do you mm. want to tell us more about it? Yeah. Well, I guess um, there isn't really that much to talk about, just because there were like times when I did like I did it like kind of on and off, and like my other projects actually don't really involve like computer programming as much. But I guess like in in the beginning, there were definitely some times when like I went into like website development so then I would <laughs> I would like 
cold call like companies and like I would say like hey like I can redesign your website add it to my portfolio and basically like I would take like a week to like improve the appearance of it and then I'm like mm-hmm. huh like what do you guys think and then it's like it's like all right I was like that's that looks pretty good and then yeah but yeah okay cool but, but that actually doesn't like actually focus as much to like my other projects but yeah okay but, yeah. so you have other projects that you do yeah that involve money or um yeah basically like I, I don't really want to get into like specifically like what I'm going into but yeah it's just basically like a non-internet based because I mean I feel like there are some people who like think that maybe like to like make money you need to like go on the internet and stuff but you know it's like even starting like just basic like mom and pop shops and stuff is like one way to you know get your get through the barrier of like actually having experience in like business and stuff yeah yeah no um, the reason i asked is because you seem like completely devoted to making sure that you are independent in like any way so that means covering you know what you eat, where you live, showering. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> How do you shower? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, do you still take showers today? <laughs> or are you really filthy right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's been 30 days, Jeffrey. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. Well, in the very, very beginning, I actually went to a Planet Fitness because it is a $10 a month <laughs> gym membership program. It's like suddenly going into advertising. <laughs> but but like, yeah, but it is, it, is, it is $10 a month. And if you are, you know, and they have showers there, they have uh, like like filtered water there. So like basically if I just refill my water and shower every month, like for $10, like that's, that's a pretty good deal. And then eventually <laughs> I moved up in the world. <laughs> and then I started. And then um, I found out that YMCA was like maybe like more optimal for like my location so then that place also has like a free shower you know a free place with a wi-fi that where you can like work on your with your computer they also have filters so like yeah basically now i go to the ymca like on a daily basis nice and i think it, you told me um beforehand that it actually motivates you because you're already there to actually work out as well yes yes it's so easy to work out i feel like there i hear that sometimes like people have trouble because they're later like oh like i need to get up and i need to drive to the gym and like all that stuff i literally like walk out of my car and then like in less than a minute i'm like at the ymca <laughs> so then i'm just like why not lift some weights like it's <laughs> like it's a good like way to start the day like <laughs> yeah so that that's actually been really good on my fitness <laughs> well that's good i'm happy that i'm happy that it's working out for you on that way that's cool um so so you had these goals this is where you're this is where you're at now you know you're living in your car um and you're you're figuring out your projects on how to be more financially independent just from the world itself um i guess what 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 were some of your biggest uh challenges i guess to um to that dream of being financially independent Mm, i guess um if we're talking like in like a real obstacle like what's in my way kind of thing then i think the very first thing is that like <clears throat> even though i did want to like start like a business i didn't know like what that looked like because like i don't have like an mba like i don't know what some kind of supply chain that you need to set up or <laughs> like i don't know anything about that so basically like like learning like oh like how are people going to give me money for stuff that i have i guess like it's like Mm -hmm. that was the like the first part 
like actually like getting experience and like selling something and like getting people to buy and i guess but in an overarching kind of way like in the abstract i think one of the biggest things that i had to overcome is that like i I believe that like you know entrepreneurship can be like very exponential where like in the very beginning like even for like the couple like first five months or so it's like it just looks like you're not doing anything or you're not getting any results (laughs) like it's just like are you doing stuff like at all Mm -hmm. like it's it's it kind of looks like that because you're you're just making your prototype and doing things and i guess like at that time because you know i did drop out of college and i i do as a third year right so then i do see all my friends graduating and like start taking these like like nice salary jobs and like you know getting getting like financially independent you know and all that and i guess it's like the one obstacle was like thinking about like oh like am i like even doing anything like <laughs> like was this even the right call or am i just like a college dropout who just like has nothing going for him he's just kind of wandering around nowhere like that 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 kind of like sense of doubt i guess it's like probably like one of the biggest obstacles but yeah. But obviously, I'm a lot more comfortable saying this now because I have, like, some results. But <laughs> but before, it was, like, a really big thing. Cover all your failures yeah, exactly. with that one success. There you go. <laughs> Got that success covered all up, yeah. No, I think, yeah, no, you're right. I think, um, I mean, I'm working, you know, freelance um, in film. And so, you. I mean, the hardest part for me, and I, I was going to bring this up later, but I guess I'll bring it up now, is that there's always 50% of you that's, like, good things come with time mm-hmm. and you need to be hopeful and mm-hmm. there's the other 50 percent of you that's am i doing enough <coughs> now mm. and these things are constantly adding you know hurt your ego hurt your mentality it's supposed to be challenging but i think that you know it's a real barrier and it could be applied to anything whether you don't get a job immediately when you get out of school maybe um i think i read a quote earlier that like comparison is the thief of joy mm. Yeah, yeah. It really speaks up. And we should be proud of where we're going. We should be proud of wherever we're at because, as as we all know, you know, we can only try our best. One of my favorite quotes that I keep repeating nowadays is from Emerson, and it's, the greatest glory in living lies not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. Everyone always remembers. You can always take a moment of failure and think, how am I going to recover from that and how we're going to go past this because that's the only way to move forward Mm. i think one thing uh one thing that like like related to yours that i i think actually helped me a lot is also i i read into a lot of audiobooks and like one book that i i like read a lot like during my those like doubting times i guess is like there's a book that's literally called like how to stop worrying and start living by dale carnegie and like basically it's like giving you steps on like okay like you're worried about something but like what can you what can you do about it now and like you know it's like things that you should worry about and you shouldn't and yeah i guess like that that helped me a lot too yeah do you remember some specific stuff i'm curious to know well i think um one part of it is like living in daytime compartments so then it talks about how like like a ship right has different compartments that are like kind of blocked off so that like if one one like overflows the entire ship doesn't just go down by itself it has like Mm -hmm. safeguards against each side and then like he talks about that in like your life where like 
you think about today and then you think about all the things that you can do today but like there are you know things that you you know screwed up on in the past and then there are a lot of worries about your future and how your life will turn out but like these things like are imaginary right it's like what you have right now is today and like that's the only thing you should really think about and like of course i mean like this is not to say like like yolo you should just do everything but mm-hmm. it's basically saying like you shouldn't worry about stuff that's not today you should plan for it but you shouldn't worry about it yeah it's really insightful thank you tay i oh. appreciate it um tell us i really want to know what it's like to live in a car and i think our viewers would be that too i mean i know there's street cleaning on my street on wednesdays (laughs) and tuesdays and it during the summer i mean it gets hot here in california tell us about some of your experiences in that Mm, okay yeah um well i think in the very beginning there was definitely like some problems regarding like the weather but mainly i I haven't had too much like problems regarding like the hot because i think of my like car dwelling as almost like a sleep capsule so then like i just like need a place to sleep for the day so i get my like eight to nine hours and then i wake up and then i get out of the car so then like basically by the time i wake up like i'm already out of the car and then then the car starts heating up but then like i'm not there so i don't feel any of that and I guess like, but there is the, there, there is like sometimes when it's like the nights or or it's like really, really cold, but I guess I found that the best thing to cover it up is like, like there's, there's like different types of sleeping bags. And one of them is like this thing called a mummy sleeping bag. And then basically it like covers your head. So then your heat like doesn't escape. So then I've just been using like a mummy sleeping bag and then I get like just cotton blankets and like cover it up so that the heat doesn't escape as much. Mm, yeah and that's that's pretty much it mm. oh um also like <laughs> m- maybe i shouldn't say this but like it's not legal to uh park at like places like that are like private property <laughs> mm-hmm. but like sometimes you know like that's a lot nicer than like parking on the street <laughs> because like the street like you said has like street cleaning so sometimes you're woken up like in the middle of the night like with the sound of like mm-hmm. like it's just like cleaning it so sometimes there are times where i just go on the parking lot and then it's like a lot quieter and like yeah so so that's that's one thing yeah well, that's cool. speaking of people like have people like i guess when you go in your car to sleep, I mean, people notice, right? Have you had any weird experiences or like on the street, like you said? Yeah. <laughs> I think most people kind of like, they're like, oh, okay, that's, that is happening. And then they just kind of like keep walking. But there was this really funny uh, experience where, so now I sleep in a minivan. And then like, sometimes they have those remote controls where like the side of the minivan, like is like, bing, and then it like opens like automatically. So then like, as I was walking towards, I didn't see this, like, Asian grandma that was just walking right next to my car. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I turned on the thing. And then, like, so then my side door just opened in front of her. <laughs> and then she just, like, looked. And then there's just a bed and, like, sleeping bags and, like, blankets and just everything over there. And she just, like, looked and she just, like, kept walking. So, so I guess that was, like, something funny that happened. Um maybe like not during the daytime but like in the nighttime also like i've had some like interesting experiences where like like sometimes like there there was like this one person that like was walking his dog and i guess his dog's name is like cheddar so then like 
he was basically like just cursing at his dog really loud so then like i was just sleeping and he's just like like what the f are you doing shredder like like get the f off right now like keep going and, then, and i'm just like i'm like and he's like right next to my car like he's right right next to me and like luckily because i have like tint like i have tinting mm-hmm. so then he can't see me but i'm also like afraid to like move because i don't want to like shake something up and then he's like there's someone in there like so someone in this car yeah well i mean i guess like that's that's another interesting encounter of like something that happened yeah interesting cool do you think you do you want to own a house in the future i do yeah so well i mean like basically i think that like like it's like it's like financial literacy of like i think like assets are important and all that but i guess like I, I'm very comfortable living in a car, but I do think that, like, if I do want to, like, invest my money, then I do want to, like, invest in a house and then maybe, like, rent it out, which is really funny because I was thinking, like, <laughs> I can rent out my house and then I can have my van in front of my house <laughs> so that I'm not actually living in it. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's, like, it's, like, another cash flow. But that is something that I do want to do, like, in the future where, like, you know, once I have the lump sums of money, then I can, like, invest in houses, and then I can rent them out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no. Real estate's lucrative, especially in California, man. Costs you an arm and leg to live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're actually going to do a segment, because we have not done a segment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> have, for sure. We should have done into the segment, so. It's called, um, what are your weaknesses and it's called that because um it's a common interview question which is used to basically sabotage your own interview so you don't seem um full of yourself but you also are not weak enough to not get the job so Mm -hmm. the way we flip it on this show we call it what are your weaknesses because we want to know what are your guilty pleasures (laughs) what are my guilty pleasures what are your weaknesses tay what are my guilty pleasures uh I guess because, you know, I identify as, like, someone who, you know, it's, like, entrepreneurship and, like, you know, hustle and, like, productivity and stuff. But I guess my guilty pleasure would be, like, I really like playing, like, Pokemon a lot. Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, Have you heard of this thing called the Nuzlocke Challenge? I'm actually in the middle of it right now. No, what is it? Okay. (laughs) So, basically, like, Pokemon is, like, this, like, kind of, like, strategy glorified rock, paper, scissors game. And... To um, clarify to my viewers, I do know what Pokemon <laughs> is. I don't want to seem like a dunce. I grew up with Pokemon cards. My mom thought Yu-Gi-Oh cards were the devil's work, so I grew up on Pokemon. I just wanted to save myself on that. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah, but basically, like that game for like you know people who grew up with it and they are like in their twenties now and thirties. Like it's that game is like really easy. But then, so then to make it harder and more interesting, they add like a set of rules, like self-imposed set of rules. So then, like, one of them is, like, that, like, you have to name every Pokemon. So then, if like, it's, like, an attempt to, like, get you closer, like, to bond with your Pokemon. So then it's, like, it's not just, a like, a Gyarados. It's, like, it's my own, like, fishy, too, like, or <laughs> something. Like, that, that's, like, you know, it's, like, your Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, to make it harder, you can only catch the first Pokemon in every route. So then you have a very limited number of options. And sometimes you literally only have, like the most common like kind of not that good pokemon Mm -hmm. and then the last and most important rule is that when a pokemon faints like you just have to delete it basically it's gone forever 
Oh my gosh. So and wait, then, we're talking about video game format or card format? Oh, the video game the format. Video game format. Yeah. And then like, and then basically with these rules, like, then you have to try to like beat the entire game. So then like, you know, something that's especially hard, it's like the Elite Four, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, like you have to go through like five gym battles without actually going to a Poke Center. And then like, so then one of your valued Pokemon that you've like grown and nurtured over the whole entire like course of the game, like sometimes it just dies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's just like, horrible. yeah. And, or, or sometimes like when you, when you're just training the Pokemon, like it's just really weak and you're just like, but it's a really good, like competitively viable Pokemon. So then I'm like, I would be thinking like, oh, like, but, but, like this is going to be really good. Like this is going to be really useful for the whole game. And then it just accidentally like gets a critical hit and then it just dies it's <laughs> and, oh, and then God. it's like you had so much potential <laughs> like you could you could have you know like single-handedly beat like this one guy but like it's like yeah it's but, like it's not my fault that Voltrode decided to self-destruct yeah, <laughs> like, come yeah. On. but yeah but, but that's that's like i guess my guilty pleasure is like i really like playing like pokemon oh. and on okay this is like this is gonna sound real like weird but like i have learned a lot of life slash business lessons from like pokemon <laughs> oh wow yeah give us a give us a taste of that okay what, what's so, the business tip <laughs> so i guess like one like kind of thing is that like like there were times when i started the game and like i was like oh like well like i like picked up this kind of mediocre pokemon and like I, it's like but it's like the easiest to train right now and like you know i, I and then i could just keep taking it and then i just you know like it's 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 better right but then like i realized like it's it's good to focus on like the one or two the pokemon that are like actually like competitively viable or like the ones that are that has the highest ceiling like it can become the strongest right so then like basically that's your starter or like some other like pokemon but like that that translated like in my head <laughs> to like business because mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, there could be, like, a lot of different businesses I can go into. And some of them would be easier because, like, you know, like, computer programming, you know. So it's, like, easier to go into because I already know certain things about it. But it's, like, but it's important to focus on, like, the one or two, like, things that actually have the highest ceiling. Because this is something that you're going to be putting days into and months into. So then you shouldn't start it only because it's, like, that's what's available to you or, like, what's good you know you should focus on things that are that are you know can get you the highest like the highest mileage you know so so that's like a weird like life lesson from pokemon there you go (laughs) see whatever whatever it may be that's why i'm in store the storytelling business i love not i think there's nothing more powerful than stories just quick i guess the last thing to wrap up on pokemon do you have a favorite pokemon oh yes um i think I think my uh, favorite, well, it's a super cliche, but my favorite Pokemon would probably be Charizard because that's the one that carried me throughout the entire game. And then I named it like Henry. Mm. <laughs> but then like later on when he like grew to his potential and he like, I was actually like really strong. Then I like, like went to a name changer and then I changed his name to King Henry. King. So then, like, so then now, yeah, but that would be Charizard. Yeah. Gotcha there. He deserved, he needed his upgrade. <laughs> yeah, he did. Not yeah. title, like, I'm not just Henry. I'm Dr. Henry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay. That's cool, cool, cool. Mine's is Deoxys. Sort of mm. old school, but okay. I guess if it wasn't legendary, I do li- I do like Pimplup. I love penguins. Okay. They're, they're adorable. So, Squirtle, too. Squirtle, mm. I guess, out of the originals. Squirtle's got my heart. 
Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's go on to, um, I want to talk about, um, you talked about your successes, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you said you can talk about this stuff because you've actually succeeded in some stuff. So why don't you highlight, I guess, why don't, why don't we highlight about your, um, your milestones that, you, that you've passed? Okay. Um, I think probably like the biggest milestone for me personally is like, you know, getting that first dollar. I think that would be the biggest because like, you know, there, you know, after I, you know, dropped out of college and then like try to start a business and all that, like, I think like, you know, I had no idea what was going on basically. (laughs) And like going and realizing like, or like that event of, you know, having someone who was like a stranger who doesn't care about me, who doesn't know me be like, Hey, I want to give you like my money so, so that you can give me like whatever you have to offer like that first. And then like getting that first like money, I was like, wow. Like I was like, people actually want this and like people are willing to like give me money for it. Like, I, I guess like that was like the biggest milestone. And then like, like I guess as a result of that milestone uh, like a really big thing I learned is that like it's almost like the money that you get it's like for everyone who buys it they think it's a good deal right when people hand over money they think it's a good deal so then like that means that you have provided them more value than your money is worth so then like being able to provide that value and like like you know showing them that they, they they got a good deal like I think that's like really really important so like I, I learned that from like my milestone yeah well, that's great man i'm happy for you yeah. so what are your new goals i guess moving forward now because um because now you you can su- now you now you're supplementing your income right currently your status yeah yeah so i have enough income to like you know pay for my food gas like all my living expenses and stuff like that yeah excellent excellent that's great did you think you would be at this point uh, like <laughs> earlier before uh, like today um, february 2020 did you think you'd be at this point oh i mean I, i'm i'm like a big dreamer so i think i probably uh wish that i got here sooner mm-hmm. but i mean i'm glad that i'm here now yeah okay and so what do you have some new goals then moving forward like what are your what are your next yeah next do? i do so now like you know being able to you know free up my time is really good but I think the next thing that I want to go for is like, like becoming like really rich. So like, like filthy rich, oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, because I like, you know, in the very beginning, it was like a lot about ego and stuff. But like now at this point, it's more like, I feel like when you have a lot of money, then you, you are given a lot more choices and like, you can choose to do a lot of different things. And like, I want to know like, uh, like what this world has to offer and like the other choices that are not available to me so then like because of that i want to like become like yeah filthy rich basically Uh, like a good like analogy that my friend gave is like (laughs) is like there were like we were hanging out with some like people who were like i guess like of lower like income and stuff and like suddenly like one person brought up like alexander hamilton like the musical Mm -hmm. and then like (laughs) and then they had no idea what it was but then i guess like for me i was like that's like such a good you know like it's like that's a real thing that you should like you know taste and stuff yeah and i guess 
but that that goes to show like but we're at this level right so then it's like what are we missing out on you know like when we mm. go to those higher levels what were what are we missing out you know so like that's Ten- what i want to taste tennis um ski ball <laughs> um any of the olympic winter olympic sports besides ice skating uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know that, that's that's my next goal is just uh keep ramping it up and just uh keep making that money you know yeah. okay cool 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 that's that's super cool we're gonna move on to our next segment to mixed movie madness <laughs> and so the two movies that we're gonna have in this section if you're new to this section just are tuning in mixed movie madness is all about um the movies and so i'm in film and i would like to basically try to guess films we have not seen before and try to guess what their plot lines are so the two films we have today are frozen 2 and independence day i have not seen frozen 2 and Tay has not seen independence day so we're gonna give you i'll get i'll let you go first i will give you the names of some characters a little bit about the characters and then just the intro of how the plot starts wait um it's uncut gems right you are right. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Welcome to Mixed Movie Bands. <laughs> um, the two movies for today are Independence Day and Uncut Gems. I have not seen Uncut Gems. And Tay has not seen Independence Day. We're going to give a little bit of info on some of the characters, how they relate to the story, and a little bit about how the movie starts. From that point, the other person has to guess what the plot line is and tell us if the ending is happy or not. Okay. So I will begin first. So title is Independence Day, very famous 4th of July movie. Mm-hmm. You have here on the genre, I guess I would say is like action. You probably read the genre. You have here David Levinson. David is a scientist. You have President Thomas. He is the president of the United States. You have Captain Stephen. Captain Stephen is a captain in the armed forces. You have Julius Levinson, who is the father of David, the scientist. And then you have Russell Cage, whom Russell was abducted by aliens. (laughs) Okay. And so the intro to Independence Day is you have people living their normal lives. And aliens come to invade the planet and they start out by sending massive ships to wipe out the major cities, which they successfully do. And our characters find themselves in a place in Area 51. Okay. And, yeah. (coughs) So they find themselves in Area 51. Okay. So I guess then... Hmm. Wow, that's pretty hard. They lead into Area Fifty One. I should say. I guess I should say they all meet there. Okay. So I guess mm, my guess, I I feel like maybe maybe it sounds like because it's Independence Day, right? And this is like an American like movie. So then maybe like the aliens are like a symbol. It's like symbolism for like the British people, right? <laughs> like who are like trying to like take over like America and like you know. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. aliens. They're from the other country, right? <laughs> like they are literally yes, aliens, right? So. so then, like, so then, basically, oh, but why would a scientist be there? Um, <laughs> okay, I guess maybe the person who was abducted by aliens. So then he 
kind of bought into like like the british like propaganda of like or the aliens of like like that we should take over you know like we should give it to the aliens because maybe it's like an environmental thing like like humans are taking too much like resources it's like not sustainable so then like the person who was abducted by aliens like comes and you said that was the father right uh no that's a separate character oh, this is the father the son russell is the guy that was abducted by aliens okay so then okay so then yeah basically hmm okay and then i guess i guess maybe the aliens like so then they they want to take over the earth and then so then they're in 50 area 51 and and the whole entire like world is like maybe they're it's all taken over by like some kind of like bacterial like kind of like the, like the coronavirus or something like it's like everything's taken over uh-huh. so that's why the scientist is like trying to find a cure and i'm not i feel like the president doesn't sound like he has a good like role in the story i feel like he probably just is like just like a hardy president who's just like ah oh, like get things done like we, we don't want america to be taken and all that stuff so so that's probably where he's at um mm, I, I guess like I, I would I, I'm pretty sure this movie would have a happy ending so then eventually so then the scientist finds a cure for the virus and then like it's like they gain their independence and then yeah and then eventually like Will Smith like you know just waves the American flag at the end of the movie and he's just like you know like America was true after all was like like, like Miz, like at yeah, the end of like, the barricade like, yeah it's like <laughs> it's like the barricade exactly so I think that that's what happened yeah right. basically they, in the end they cure the virus Will Smith waves the American flag it's like happy ending yeah <laughs> yeah Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. It's like one hundred percent spot, spot on. on, spot on. You'll have to see the movie if you <laughs> if you got that right. So okay, thank you, Tay. Um, now it's your turn. So we're gonna talk about uncut gems. Okay, hit me with your best shot. All right. So the main character is a Jewish American in the Diamond District. He is a jeweler. He sells jewels, and he is addicted to gambling. He also there's also Julia, which is Howard's like the main character's employee and girlfriend, and also she's really hot. That's important. Yeah, that's very important. But also, fun fact: this main character also has a wife as well, oh. in addition to the girlfriend slash employee. Okay, so she she's like a trifecta: employee, girlfriend, and wife. Wife. Also, there is Kevin Garnett, the power forward of the boston celtics obviously wait, wait. <laughs> who kevin garnett kevin garnett he is a he is a power forward uh is a basketball player for the boston celtics oh, shoot sports my weakness okay <laughs> and also there is arno which is a loan shark and also the brother-in-law of the main character but he main, mainly he's just a loan shark he's, he's a very very loan sharky shark person okay and there's also phil who is a henchman of Arno, who is also very quick-tempered. He is very easily angry and, like, goes off the handles. That's that's Phil. He's okay. a henchman. Mm-hmm. And I guess the intro to the story is that Howard, since he's a jeweler, he imports this exotic black opal worth millions and millions of dollars. And Kevin, the basketball player, wants to borrow it because he think Kevin thinks that it has like magic powers and stuff. 
Wait, Kevin, the power forward. The power forward of the Celtics. He wants to take the black opal and borrow it because he thinks it has magic powers. Okay. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Do we wait? Wait. I guess my wait. I can't. Okay. I feel you didn't ask me questions, and, and so I'm gonna try not to ask questions or quotes that I got. Okay. So this is what happens in uncut gems. So the first thing they're gonna do is Howard is gonna cut the gem. Okay. He's gonna <laughs> cut the gem. He's okay. gonna give half the gem to to Kevin to Kevin. Kevin the power forward. The power forward. That's his name for Kevin the power forward. Mm -hmm. And that causes his girlfriend slash employee Julia to be jealous because he thought she was going to propose to her. And so because she gets jealous of him, jealous of that, um, Arno uses this, the loan shark, to his advantage to turn his girlfriend against Howard. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so Julia ruins things at the jewelry shop. Now he's addicted to gambling. The uh, the way I'm gonna turn this around is that he even loses his own his own cut. <laughs> 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 I know everyone's laughing at me. I can hear you guys. Okay. But he lo- he he gambles it away and and because of that, um Phil goes over his Arno's henchman to beat up Howard and ask him for money and Howard doesn't have that. And it ends off that Kevin realizes that it does not have magic powers and gives it back to Howard. And then that saves his, his relationship saves and his store. And his store. Um, the, it's a sad ending because he loses his friend, Kevin G. The <laughs> power forward. <laughs> the power forward. But at least he saves his relationship. And that's uncut gems. It's it, They say uncut, so they throw you off. <laughs> they, they actually cut the gem. That's, that's, that's the twist. That's the twist when they cut the gem. Amazing. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for participating in Mixed no. Movie Madness. There you go. Awesome. Cool. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, you seem like a very educated guy and you have interests that you want to follow up on. And you're making your progress to this. Um, how are you with like, um, would you consider yourself a person that like, I could imagine because you're like moving far away from your family. Um, maybe you make friends in Silicon Valley. Uh, that this is sort of hard on your own like ties with people. <coughs> um, and so I guess, how do you manage that? Is that something you saw as like uh, you were worried about or something that you thought you would just learn to adapt to? I think that, well, I guess like one thing to note is that like I am like a hardcore like introvert. So then basically like, you know, my like my wet dream is like a really dark chill room <laughs> just covered with blankets with no one else in it and just chilling there for the whole time. Okay. But basically uh but i do i I am like aware of the fact because i like you know like love like being alone so much that like i can kind of like push myself towards like social isolation and basically like humans need you know like contact with each other but like i guess like some part of me just like is like oh like it's okay like i don't i can just like chill with myself you know but like like i don't think like Sometimes I don't realize that that can make you like insane. Like sometimes, oh, really? like 
being socially isolated for like a long period of time like it makes you like really insane but i think that luckily like i do come back home like every month so like for example this is one of the weeks that i came back home yeah we're lucky to have (laughs) (laughs) and during this time you know i do like hang out with my family and my friends so i try to like have that you know like human contact every every month or so and i feel like that helps a lot yeah um gotcha but basically yeah i i think that's one thing that actually like helps me a lot in my like journey is that like sometimes like you know being able to like be alone and like being able to like do do the towing of like you know making making your success and like taking that time to do that you know like without needing too much of like human contact i feel like mm-hmm. it does help me a lot yeah that's good yeah i think it's interesting for you you know as a self-proclaimed and self-proclaimed introvert yeah. you know that you identify with that you know it, you said that it could literally drive you insane yeah because i mean i uh, i'm i'm the opposite but to my knowledge introverts do like to be by themselves mm-hmm. you know and they do like to spend time with people but like it can't affect you that harshly it seems like if yeah. you're alone too long yeah it's well i mean but this is like this is when we're talking about like well because like I don't like like I don't go out of my way to like go to like events or clubs or anything like in the in the Silicon Valley area so mm-hmm. I don't have like like I guess like friends or like people that I hang out with you, too much. You're my friend so you got one. There I you guess, go. But There's in the here Monrovia. Yeah. <laughs> but because of that I'm I'm talking like this is like like imagine going like 7 weeks without like talking to anyone. Ooh. Like actually engaging a engaging in a real conversation with a person for like seven weeks it's just you like that's like no yeah. i can't do that but like it's like when i get to that point then it's like the insanity seeps in but like luckily i like you know do take the time to like hang out with everyone so that's good yeah that's cool that's nice nice excellent you know we didn't get a chance to talk about your first jobs because you did say you want wanted a part-time job yes but I know any part-time job, you have all sorts of levels of experienced Mm -hmm. bosses and interesting groups. So what were some of your first jobs? Yeah. So when I was, uh, you know, moving back to like my mom's place, that's that's like where I grew up. And also I grew up playing Yu-Gi-Oh. So my first job was actually at a Yu-Gi-Oh shop because even during high school just because i loved like Yu-Gi-Oh so much i like asked the shop owner and i was like hey like can i work here like i want to like you know work and then he's like you know why don't you like come back like after you go to college and i was like okay okay and then so i literally came back and i'm like hey i don't know if you remember but i went to college and i'm back so i'm like can i get a job and then like he actually did hire me and that was a very interesting experience i don't know if it was because like he was just a very like very good businessman or something but like that place was like very efficient and like that was my first time like getting hit with the reality of like being a worker because Mm -hmm. it was literally like i had to like sort cards and stuff and like we had to literally put the start time and then like the end time and then like how many cards we sorted and then they had like a standard so then it's like you had to go above that standard and then so then basically it's like not only are your like hours of like how much you worked is like out hour, but like the efficiency of your work is also like 
like calculated and like and then you have to try to keep beating your personal best and like it's like they're they literally said like we want to see growth in like your speed and like how fast you're able to sort these cards oh shoot and that was like very uh i was like holy like it's like they're it's like they're trying to get the most juice out of me like i guess so that was like very interesting i mean they were very nice but like being thrown into that situation for the first time of like wow like it's like how much juice can we get out of you per hour and like and it's like it's like there's not a single downtime like it's like you need to keep going you know mm-hmm. so that was like very interesting um i guess like and then after i moved to north cal um i actually worked at in and out oh <laughs> like, right, yeah right. i, I was an in and out person and so that was pretty cool um yeah so yeah, basically, I you know I got the classic in and out hats, the shirt, and mm, it was it was like an interesting experience because I was in Silicon Valley. So then, one thing if you didn't know is that in addition to those in and out people that clean, like they are considered a host. That means that they actually have to like mm, talk to you, <laughs> and I mean most people don't because they don't want to do it, but like. Mm-hmm one of their duties is that they have to like start up a conversation with you and like give you that like unique experience so then like it's actually like funny because like i actually got into a conversation with a lot of interesting people because it was silicon valley and then like there were like harvard professors there were like you know programming like people who had their own businesses also just like like homeless people (laughs) 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 they were very like interesting range of people and like I had to like essentially like start up a conversation with them. Um, also, but that place was similar to the Yu- like the Yu-Gi-Oh shop. It was like very efficient because like you you're not allowed to sit down. Like it's literally like you're not allowed to sit down. But I didn't know that. So <laughs> there's actually this situation where there was this girl who was you know waiting for her burger, and then so I start up a conversation with her. And then I was like, yeah, how are you doing? Like, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? And blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, you know what would be really nice? Like, if if I can kind of be like a homey feeling so then I could sit next to her and then I could just like, you know, like be like next to her, like sitting, we're both sitting down and just kind of like a homey uh, Probably feeling. like, yeah, so like you weren't like overarching or like the power stance yeah, exactly. and stuff just like, like I be at her level yeah right. like i wasn't okay. like just standing up right so yeah. then so then i sat down and i just continued to talk to this girl <laughs> and then it was in front of all the other workers and then so then one of the workers just came in and just like the manager wants to talk to you oh and then i was like okay i was like i'm okay like i don't do i didn't do anything and then like the manager's like what do you think you're doing and i'm like what and then he's just like oh um you're not allowed to stand and I'm like, oh, to sit. Oh yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to s- sit. Yeah, so so there was that. That was like very, like efficient. Well, like I think, oh, like one thing I what yeah. would like to add is like one of my I guess like darkest moments of like van dwelling is actually like there was a time when like I had to work like a six hour shift at In and Out, mm-hmm. and then like I end my shift at like one a.m. Right, mm-hmm. and then so basically like. Like, and then because the YMC is closed at that time, so then, like, I had to work my shift, and then I come back home, and then, like, I smell like burgers, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I just need to go into my Prius, and then I just need to sleep, and I just need to, like, get rest. And, like, there was a time when I was just like, wow, like, is this what my life has come to? 
like just like literally working at in and out and then coming to my Prius and going to sleep. Like, and that was like a very like dark moment, but I mean, eventually like, you know, it all, it all paid off, but yeah, that that was one of one things like my starting jobs. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. No, I know. I know they take like food service and stuff like very seriously about sitting down. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I have to give in and out props though, because Mm -hmm. like, that's like, that's something that they really, really focus on Mm -hmm. is like, they literally say like every single time that you're there, they're like, smile is part of the uniform. Like, like you need to smile. Like you Mm -hmm. need to, you need to like give like good customer service. I'm like, like looking back on it, I'm like, that's actually really good. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, because it's like a focus. Like, we want to see, you know, we want to see you like express, like, you know, like that you're warm and that you're understanding. Did you think that people fit that people were genuine when they smiled? I guess. Well, I mean, I guess like uh, as like a customer, I didn't really ever think about it too much. But like, yeah, I guess like I did always in the back of my mind thinking like oh yeah like in and out people are like a lot nicer than like a lot of other restaurants but like like it didn't occur to me until i was like in it <laughs> that like mm-hmm. it's like oh like this is literally something they like retrain you on oh, like all over the, and all over all the small stuff yeah gotcha that's good though i think you know i'm all about you know making mm-hmm. sure people feel comfortable and so that's good that you know it shows that it matters to them yeah Gotcha. Just as just as well as not sitting down. <laughs> also, maybe a uh, another gift for the fans, I guess, could be like. So, fun fact: you can uh, order extra everything on a burger, and it is no charge. So then, basically, like you know, the tomatoes, the lettuce, you know, the onions you oh, get. Really? Like literally, you can just you know get your regular burger the way that you like it, and then you just say, "Hey, can I get extra everything?" And then it's literally double, like just double that, and it's like no charge. Except meat, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't double the meat, but yeah, but cool. So you can have like extra tomatoes, extra lettuce. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's like an employee secret. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. So for like a four dollar, you know, like double double or something, like if you extra everything, like the the size of the burger that you get, it's like huge. Massive. Wow. Dang. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. You know, you you talked about your. You know, somewhat like jumping through these things and you've been through, you know, I mean, you live in your car. I keep saying that just because I, I, I don't think I have it in me. I, <laughs> I could um, maybe if I was thrown in. But, you know, um, I guess um, you've made mistakes. And so what do you think what trait has lent you has led you to what do you think is your trait? You yourself has led you to have this success, I guess. That's been the most useful to you that you've yep. thought about. I think. This is not a trait that I honestly have all the time, but I think the trait that like kind of turns on and off within me, but like whenever this is on, I feel like this is like the secret sauce, but like it's, it's actually just the thing that I mentioned before, which is that like, it's like the drive to like action, right? Like whatever you want to do, just doing it like now, like there is no tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't exist. Like, you know, and just doing it like literally right at the moment. And like always, you know, what can I do now? What can I do now? And like focusing on the moment because, you know, if you push your tasks into the future, like the future doesn't exist. Like, you know, no wonder your things don't get done, you know? So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's like my, I think like best trait, but obviously like there's times where I just don't have that trait, but you know, when I do have it, that's like the best thing. Of course. Yeah. No, I mean, that goes with, uh, 
inner motivation. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and that that in itself is hard. I know when you leave college because it's on you. Yeah. So yeah. What about what about the opposite of that question? What what trait do you think has lent you to like not be as successful as you could be? Mm. Your trait something you want to improve on. I think maybe mm, I guess like that kind of trait would probably be like self like like ignoring ignoring like basic needs that i have so you know like in my health and like you know because even though i know like in my head that like the quality of hours actually matters more than how many hours you put into something like sometimes when i like put in like two or three hours i'm just like oh why couldn't i just like do like eight you know and then like just forgetting things like just like <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing but like sometimes forgetting to shower or like (laughs) (laughs) sometimes like forgetting to like brush my teeth and i'm just like just just keep going keep going and it's like like if if that happens like there comes a point where it's like because you didn't maintain these all these other things that you need to take care of it they just all like come crashing down on you and like so then i think if i had that more under control maybe like that would that would have contributed to more like success yeah so it's like taking care of yourself you know self-love all that Gotcha. Excellent. Cool. Well, with that, um, I think that's a good segue into our final words. Um, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast oh. today on Becoming. Uh, you're a great guest. I enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. And so I guess the last thing I want to ask is what are your final words to our viewers there that, you know, are, le- are leaving school? Maybe they're too scared to jump into something or maybe they think they're not good enough to go into what they think they are what about for all of our viewers well what are your parting words i guess Mm, i guess like my parting words would probably be you know (laughs) as a fan dweller you know that's probably not the most like common thing so like that just goes to show for me that like if you really like want something then like you have to understand that like you need to forget what other people might think of you and like you know like going going at the opinions of others because like these other people are not going to be dealing with the consequences of your actions right only you're going to be dealing with those so then like realizing if you want something you should forget you know what other people might think and really go for it because like that's that's your life that's your consequences so yeah i think yeah i think i think that's the most important thing is that you have to be able to forget for you know moments that Got you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Tay. Once again, you've been listening to the Becoming Podcast. Please check us out on all of our platforms on Spotify, um, iTunes Store, and any other ones. And of course, follow our social medias. If you ever want to be a guest, feel free to reach out to our team or if you have any thoughts on the episode, we hope you liked it. Um, But yeah, feel free to interact with us. We appreciate you all. And once again, this is Jeffrey Ramos, the host of Becoming Podcast I had here today. Say hi, Tay. Tay Nam. Tay Nam. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, Check us out in the future, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.